This is Afternoons with Rob Breckenridge on News Talk 770 Radio, Calgary's breaking news and conversation station. Regarding the ongoing debate about refugees and asylum seekers in Canada, we're hearing these stories uh, about people trying to make their way across the, the U.S.-Canada border into our country to claim refugee status or to claim asylum, I guess, technically. We have a safe third country agreement with the United States. If you arrive in Canada, that's where you would seek asylum. If you arrive in the U.S., that's where you would seek asylum. And you don't get to go from one country then into the other to claim asylum. But I guess the problem is when somebody makes it across the border and they're here and they claim asylum, we need to deal with them. So that's what we're faced with right now. With that as the backdrop... The city of Montreal yesterday unanimously approved a motion to declare itself a sanctuary city. So what does that mean exactly? Well, according to the mayor, this is more than than just symbolism. Uh, That they are going to help and protect the most vulnerable, they say. But yet, at the same time, this does not and will not compromise security. Well, what does it mean exactly? Our next guest certainly has some concerns. He's uh, laid them out in an op-ed in the Montreal Gazette, montrealgazette.com. You can find it there. Uh, Matthew Harrington is a law professor at the University of Montreal. Uh, Professor, welcome to the program. Thanks for joining us here. Thanks very much for having me. What what do you take this to mean? What's going on in Montreal? Well, it's it's hard to say what it actually means um, because in some respects it's a moving target. What the mayor and council... Uh, seem to be suggesting is that uh, if you're an illegal immigrant living in Montreal, you're going to be able to take care, take advantage of city city services, housing, recreation, welfare, whatever they might be, uh, without regard to your immigration status. And uh, as a result, what my objection to that is that what the mayor and council seem to have done is issued an open invitation uh, to people to come to Montreal to take advantage of services. And in passing this motion unanimously yesterday, they did so without any illustration or explanation of the costs. How many people are we talking about? How much money are we talking about? Um, And one would expect that if you're going to institute a new social program, that you at least spend a few moments explaining to the public uh, exactly what it is going to cost, because it is, of course, Montreal taxpayers' dollars uh, and Quebec taxpayer dollars uh, at work. Right. So I suppose right now there's nothing stopping someone who flees across the border into Canada making their way to Montreal, but I guess what this motion does is to basically advertise the city, to to urge those people to come there. Yes. Um, I mean, I use the example of New York State. New York State is uh, is very close to Quebec, obviously, or the, the southern border state. And uh, New York State spends $5.6 billion a year feeding, clothing, housing, uh, educating, giving health care to illegal immigrants. New York City has a policy of saying... City, uh, city services providers are not going to ask you your immigration status. So when you go to the to the uh, public housing office, you just get in the line like anybody else, and no one's going to ask you your service. You can show up at a city clinic. Nobody's going to ask you about your status, uh, which, of course, makes New York City a magnet for this kind of thing. Um, 452 people crossed the border in January uh, in Hemingford, in and around the Quebec border, and my sense is... Um, most will probably make their way to Montreal. And uh, bear in mind that it's January. 
right. when the border when it gets nice in June, will it be four thousand crossing the border? In other words, when you when you issue an open invitation, you should expect that large numbers of people are going to take you up on the offer. So, is this about symbolism, though, in the sense that it's these these uh, municipal politicians in Montreal trying to show that they're caring or trying to seem as though they, they stand against, uh, I don't know, the, the U.S. president or, or somebody else? Or do they really want this to happen? Have they really thought it through, do you think? Well, I, I think they don't. I don't, I, you're right. I think they don't care, quite frankly, because what this is about is this is about preening and posturing. Because my objection ultimately is people, uh, the elites, the university, the business, the political elites uh, will talk a lot about the values of diversity and immigration. But the costs of, of open immigration falls on the working class and the poor, because if you're issuing an invitation for more people to take care of city services, you need to find a way to pay for it. And, and in this motion, I don't see that Mayor Cordaire is, in, is, is proposing a tax on the middle or upper class to pay. Uh, what is the, the new sanctuary city tax? I don't see that he's proposing cuts in the Montreal budget elsewhere. So what he's, li- what he's really doing here and what council are really doing here, they're going to shift the costs of their virtue signaling onto working class people. In other words, right now, a third of the population of Quebec does not have a family doctor. The wait list for social housing in Montreal is years long. Uh, we do not have enough. Uh, uh, we, uh, education is underfunded. So when you invite all these people in, what happens is the real costs of all of this is borne by people, average working class and poor people who sit in waiting rooms, hospital emergency rooms for their health care because there are no doctors, whose school classrooms are already overcrowded, and who are already on long lines for social housing. So the elites get to say, look how wonderful we are, but they shift the costs of their preening onto the poor and the working class. And this is, as I say, if anybody wants to know why Donald Trump was elected in the United States, this is exactly why. The elites, uh, the elites get to show uh, how virtuous they are, and they force the others to pay. Mayor Cordaire, I'm sure, is not waiting in, a nurse, in, in an emergency room for health care, and his children are not in overcrowded schools. They're, they're in private schools or they're in some nice public school in a nice part of town. And he's not looking for social housing. Yeah. And, and, and so that's what happens. They get, they get to score points. And by the way, this is an election year. So this is, ah. this is a huge election advertisement that is paid for by the poor. Do you fear a, a backlash? Because I think in, in general, Canadians are, are supportive of immigration and in support granting asylum or refugee status to, to legitimate uh, asylum seekers or, or refugees. That, that to see this kind of posturing or this kind of reckless abandon from politicians, the Canadians are going to turn against that. I think they will eventually, because one of the things I think that that perhaps your listeners in Alberta ought to be aware of is assume the mayor is is unable uh, to to uh, 
to meet his promises to, to, to them. In other words, a, a lot of the benefits that these people are going to be seeking are provincial and federal benefits. So assume these people arrive in response to the invitation. We know what happens is they're going to wind up on the federal taxpayers' budget. They're going to be right. They're going to be in. When the more refugees you invite in, the more are ultimately going to wind up in Canada's refugee system. In other words, this is Montreal uh, again shifting the cost to the Canadian taxpayer and to the Quebec taxpayer. Because right. uh, as I pointed out to someone yesterday, if you had just 100 children to the Montreal school system, that's a million dollars. Well, the Quebec taxpayer has to pick that up. If you add 200, 300, right? I mean, it's $10,000 per kid to, to, to educate them. And that comes out of the Quebec taxpayer's budget. And the, the, the rest of a lot of social services and benefits are going to come out of the federal taxpayer's budget. So Montreal is basically going to run its own little uh, welcome center, but shift the costs to the poor of Montreal, to the taxpayers of the province of Quebec, and ultimately to the Canadian taxpayer nationwide. Conversely, though, Matthew, I mean, even if the, the city of Montreal had passed the opposite to say we are not a sanctuary city, I mean, how demonstrably different would it be? Because as you point out, uh, the, these people are coming across the border, many coming in into Quebec, and they probably are making their way to Montreal. I mean, it's going to happen regardless, but how much worse is it going to be now, do you think? Well, that's the problem. We really don't know. I mean, and, and again, if you're the mayor and you're opening, you're issuing the invitation, you know, you're inviting people to a party. So <laughs> how many are coming? And that's, that's, that's not my responsibility uh, to come up with the numbers, right? I mean, that's his responsibility. He's saying we can handle this. So he must have some, some number in mind, and he ought to be able to tell us what it is. And clearly he doesn't have a number in mind. So uh, that's why I think I'm perfectly justified in saying this is a very dangerous game. You tell me how many people you think were coming, and then we'll decide whether or not we can pay for it. But what he's doing is saying, come on in, and afterwards we'll begin to count up the cost. Right. And by the way, this is a city, as I've pointed out before, this, this is a city that is not awash in cash. Um, and, and it's a city that, you know, as I say, he's not shifting money around. We're, we're spending this year $200 million on Montreal's 375th birthday party. Uh, we're spending $40 million to light a bridge and $3.5 million to put granite stumps in the middle of Montreal Park. So if the mayor wants to be truly compassionate, he could cut those projects and use the money to pay for his sanctuary city project, but he's not. And so as I say, I know who's going to bear the burden, and that's going to be people already waiting for overtaxed public systems. Yeah. Now, in the meantime, I mean, we, we've got this dilemma we're facing. I mean, if people are, are crossing the border illegally, obviously the RCMP uh, can and should arrest them. That's happening. People are, are coming across and not being arrested and declaring asylum. Uh, our, our hands are kind of tied. What, what more do you think we could be doing? Well, uh, you know, uh, some members uh, of in Ottawa, some members of Parliament in Ottawa are urging the end of the safe third, safe third country agreement. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's an example to me, uh, I mean, the, the way in which this is occurring is, is a perfect example of um, how the uh, refugee or the illegal immigrant network is very good. Most of these, these, these uh, refugees are arriving across the border, say, in Hemingford, Quebec, or Le Col, and they are smart enough or they have received enough information to know that if you go to the border point, you're going to be turned back. 
But if you cross in the woods, you get to stay. So somebody has educated them rather well. Mm -hmm. Now, what I suggest is the, the answer isn't to repeal the safe third country agreement and let people come in an orderly fashion across the border. The answer is to extend it everywhere. That is to say, it doesn't matter how you get into Quebec, whether you came through the checkpoint or where you came through the woods. If you came from a safe third country, then you must go back to that safe third country. We have it backwards right now to say it sh the, 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 the safe third country agreement should be repealed. What it should be is extended because bear in mind, again, most of these people are coming – they've come through multiple safe countries to get here. Uh, we have in the front page of the Montreal Gazette a smiling picture of a gentleman from Mauritania. Now, Mauritania doesn't border Canada or the United States, so he's come across Europe and perhaps across North America. I, I, I gather it's a long journey. I'm sympathetic to it. But there are many, many places along the way in which he could have, have made his refugee claim. Um, and we have people coming from Gabon, Sudan, wherever they're coming from, they're coming quite long distances. Um, and so there were plenty of safe countries along the route. What seems clear is this loophole is encouraging people to make the long journey. And that's right. the way to stop it. Yeah, that's an interesting point. And I, I, I presume then their, their passports would indicate that. I guess part of the problem is if someone is crossed into Canada illegally and they, they show up in one of our cities and say, I'm here, you know, I uh, took a boat from wherever to get here. I mean, do we necessarily know how they got here? And, and therein lies the, the third of my objections, which is what the mayor is doing is encouraging the rise of people smuggling. Yes. Because these people know that just driving the car to Le Col or to uh, Champlain to one of the, the border crossing points is not the way to do it. So what they have to do is pay someone to drop them off in Hemingford or Orford or someplace uh, on the Quebec or the Ontario border. So somebody's being paid for this. And I, I think that in time, we will find, we'll begin to hear the stories of how refugees have been mistreated by people smugglers trying to get to the Canadian border. So when the mayor says, come one, come all, uh, I think he is, is doing a disservice to the taxpayer, and I think he is going to do a disservice to the refugees themselves, many of whom uh, may die in the woods on the way in the winter or may suffer at the hands of people smugglers. Indeed. Yeah, and no, that sounds like other city councils may follow suit. Uh, Matthew, some great insight. Thank you so much for joining us here today. I appreciate pleasure. it. Take care. Thanks so much. Bye. Matthew Harrington is a law professor at the University of Montreal, uh, wrote, uh, I believe it's in today's Montreal Gazette, about the, the big problem Montreal has created for itself. Uh, I've tweeted out a link to that. Uh, if you follow me on Twitter, at Rob Breckenridge, you find a link to uh, Matthew's piece there. And I... You know, the, the risk of not encouraging you to follow me, you could also uh, send a text here, 403-974-8255, if you want a link to that. I can uh, set you up that way. 403-974-TALK is a number. We're back with more right after this. Afternoons with Rob Breckenridge, starting at 1230 on News Talk 770 Calgary.